Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every day on the Colleen and Bradley show, we start the show with three things you need to hear. We call it our three at 1203. And that's coming up here on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com and doing everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, And this is your three at 1203. Give me three. You got it. It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Three. It is. It's the magic number. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. So Jimmy Kimmel Live is doing this guest host thing. And he had Chris Pratt as the guest host last night. And Chris Stapleton was also on the show. And he and Chris Pratt did a nice little duet. Now I've had time of my life. No, I've never felt like this before. Yes, I swear. It's the truth, and I owe it all to you. Cause I had the time of my life, and I owe it all to you. I've been waiting for so long, now I finally found someone to stand by me. Apart. <laughs> Maybe not his best work. And then, the, but the cutest part is at the very, very end, they try to do the lift. And with the help of um, special effects, Chris Pratt is able to lift Chris Stapleton above his head, just like they do in the movie. Aww. It was very romantic and cute. I did think it was just like was a cute little moment. And um, who knew Chris Pratt could sing? I mean, I mean, he had like he was talk singing. Yeah, but he, but it was like, you know, it, there was tuning. Mm. No? Mm, no. Okay. Maybe well, not. Whatever. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. Um, this is uncomfortable. Uh, so John Oliver, in a conversation at the Tribeca Film Festival, he was leading a panel that Dustin Hoffman was on. The two of them got in a little bit of a tussle around some allegations about Dustin Hoffman acting inappropriately with a co-star. And they say what you can't do or what's not a good idea to do is that if you get into a dispute, it lengthens the argument. 
She comes back and says this, I say that, she says that. So he said, what you should do is just apologize. But there's a key word that's left out in the quote, you know, as it goes around the world, at a click. And that is, if I did anything to that was, you know, out of sorts or I embarrassed her, I apologize. And the word if was important. Now it just says he apologizes. Yeah, it's actually mocked. I mean, the, the, the intention is the same. You said, I have the utmost respect for women and feel terrible that anything I might have done could have put her in an uncomfortable situation. I'm sorry, it's not reflective of who I am. Today. Okay, so, uh, and I, I know it's hard to kind of hear the exchange a little bit, um, but it, this was during a conversation at the Tribeca Film Festival that John Oliver was moderating, and in the conversation, um, the nineteen eighty the allegations made by a woman who was 17 at the time, in 1985, on the set of uh, the movie... Um, uh, the salesman. What is it? Death of the death of a salesman. Um, anyway, she had she had said that she was groped by the actor, and uh, and John Oliver talked about his apology, and and Dustin Hoffman wanted to clarify that the apology has been taken out of context because the apology makes it sound like he admits guilt, but what they're missing is the very important word if. Uh, and John Oliver just was not satisfied with that conversation in the least and really took him to task. I think kind of said what we all wanted to say. Well, and, you know, it is it's something this conversation is fraud and I don't think it's black and white. I mean, if somebody alleges that you did something and you don't believe that I'm just I'm going to lay this out mm-hmm. correctly um, in the sense that if you believe that you didn't do something uh, that somebody is alleging you did. Um, from your perspective, I could see why Dustin Hoffman explained the, the th- you know, the way he was explaining in that particular clip. The problem with it is that um, I don't know who he's explaining that to, because, again, you have to take it in the context of now we're in a situation where this woman has come forward and made an allegation and he is not providing any proof to the opposite. So, you you know, you have his, quote, recollection, you have her account of what actually did happen and you have it in the context of where we are today with all of these sexual assault allegations. And it comes across a little tone deaf or a little um, nitpicky mm-hmm. to be focused on the wording of your particular apology instead of just saying, um, you know, I apologize for the behavior or, you know, I apologize whatever it needs to be. But I do understand that he's in a very awkward position because how do you deal with something like that? If you believe you didn't do anything, I'm again, not saying he didn't, but how do you walk through that? If somebody comes forward today and says, you did something 20 years ago, as a public person, how do you explain your position? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's a, I, I think that's a good, I mean, my feeling is, just say, I'm so sorry. And you don't need to say whether you're sorry if they remembered something that happened or no. I'm so sorry, I think is enough. Um, and, and then and then you can further expand on that when you are asked about it. But I don't think I, I don't think that the appropriate thing for Dustin Hoffman to have done is to is to quibble over the word if I think. I, I think, again, if if you're talking about holding somebody accountable, like, let's say, in a lawsuit or um, in, you know, somebody's laying it out 
in an interview. I think you can be very nitpicky in this particular case. Um, I'm not so sure what you do. Again, I just go back to if somebody accused you of doing something 40 years ago that you believe you did not do. I just I don't I don't know how you deal with this in this moment. I don't know how you deal with that reality in this moment, because if you say that person is wrong, that goes against the uh, imperative we're all feeling at Mm -hmm. this moment to believe people that come forward. Mm -hmm. And to say, well, you know, how dare you discredit this individual? Because as we've said, um, you know, people for too long have not been believed. Mm-hmm. So it's important to believe, you know, we just talked about a case where four people have come forward and said someone accused them of rape. By the way, I think those two are entirely different things. Right. Um, you know, rape. If four people are accusing you of rape, I have a easier time um, believing those people. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I should say, as a casual observer, I have a hard, easier time and I am not a court of law, so I don't need all of the evidence. Or rather, it's hard but, to say they're probably making it up. But if one person comes forward and says you grew up them, you know, a number of years ago, I, I'm not saying I don't believe that woman. I have no reason to not believe mm-hmm. her. Right. But I do. I guess I can say understand um, Dustin Hoffman's mindset if he believes in fact that he's not doing anything what I also know to be the case is that people oftentimes lie about this type of behavior so Mm -hmm. it's not beyond the realm of possibility that Dustin Hoffman is lying or trying to mischaracterize the past in order to protect his own interests like Mm -hmm. those things are all entirely possible but regardless of all those facts it's as a casual observer as we all are it's still awkward yeah right yeah yeah because at some point, you do have to say, like, well, okay, so where's, you know, so what do we do about it? Like, do we not let Dustin Hoffman act? Do we not let Dustin Hoffman make movies because of that allegation? Right. Right. And, you know, I will, here's what I will say about John Oliver is the whole reason that the conversation even started was basically because John Oliver was like, I can't not bring this up. If I go home and I have not asked these questions, I can't sleep. Um, And so just even have, I think we are at the awkward conversation portion of our evening, meaning like the, we are, we are in a place now where we are more, people are more willing to have and hear awkward conversations, but I don't know that we've progressed as you mentioned, Bradley, to that place of, okay, so now what, now what everywhere now, what? What do we do now? Yeah. So like, but like, just think about like, so everybody left that experience, John Oliver, Dustin Hoffman, all the people in attendance, they all left that experience. And so like, I'm just over here like now what? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we do? What are we supposed to do? Yeah. Well, what we're supposed to do right now is move on to number one. And here it is behind door number one. And look. It's another day and another conversation about sexual assault and sexual harassment allegations. And this one, I actually saw this headline about Nick Carter right as I was uh, heading off to the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, I will say that uh, there's somebody who's coming forward to speak on Nick Carter's behalf uh, of those allegations. And her name is Sharna Burgess. Do you Hmm. remember her? From Dancing with the Stars? Yes, she's a dancer on Dancing with the Stars. I'm not sure if she was uh, in the room when these allegations uh, took place, but let's let's listen to Sharna and what she has to say about Nick Carter. Nick was definitely one of the most respectful guys that I've ever danced with on the show. So understanding of uh, the difference between the character and the dance and then the, act- the and then the coach and the dance for all the different levels of relationship that we have with our partners on the show. Um, from day one, he was just incredibly sweet uh, and understanding of, of what it was that we had to do. 
He was very accepting of me bossing him around every day. I can be bossy. Some of you know that. Um, but what I what I loved about Nick too was that he was he always took ownership of the things that he'd been through, the darkness. Um, okay, so uh, she's she's done enough here. So again, these particular rape allegations came uh, from the early two thousands, mm-hmm. a number of years ago. Nick Carter was on Dancing with the Stars. In like 2016, 15? Um, A couple years ago. So a number of years after the allegations. Mm -hmm. The way somebody behaves around you does not necessarily mean that they didn't rape somebody 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't know the case. I don't know the specifics. None of us do other than we've got these allegations. Nick has had a response. People will judge accordingly. But... I don't understand the purpose of coming out and saying, I worked with him on Dancing with the Stars, and I totally think he was an awesome guy. Like, again, even if he's an awesome guy today, doesn't mean he wasn't capable of raping someone 20 years ago. So that in and of itself just seems like a fruitless effort. A real quick question about this, because was this, this wasn't like in response to an interview, right? This was by her own volition, that she just wanted to speak out about Nick Carter's character Am she I correct? took to her social media. Yeah. So it's not like she was in it. I mean, when I first was listening to it, I was thinking, okay, well, if somebody asked her the question and she was caught off guard, that's what that sounds like. Because like an answer when somebody says, do you think these allegations are true? Sharna Burr, just go. And she's just like, well, I like him and he's really great. And we have, this is this happened. You know what I mean? But it's totally separate when she, apart from anybody, you know, any context just goes to social media to say, here's what I think of. Nick Carter. Before this tweet uh, video, she says, um, these are only my thoughts. This is not victim shaming. Um, she says, just because I support Nick doesn't mean I don't support female empowerment, too. So. Okay. But I mean, again, I just don't. Just because you can say that somebody did something nice. I mean, usually people who do bad things aren't all bad. Right. This is true. When we come back, when we come back, we've got a dirt alert. And I I believe Holly will be administering the dirt today here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Lori and Julia. I like his girlfriend, the young guy's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. There's something very alluring about her, and I can't put my finger on it. (laughs) Because she's got that, um, it's like, uh, you know, that, you know, when someone's got a little bit, like, of a cross-eyed, like Karen Black or a little (laughs) buckeye. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't know. There's something like it. (laughs) What is a buckeye? Is that a buck tooth in the middle? I mean, what is a buckeye? Buckeye? Well, that would be Ohio State. No, no. She said a buckeye. A buckeye. I meant, like, when the one tooth kind of over. Like, little bucky. Oh, a little overlap. Just a little overlap, or you've got a high eye tooth. A high eye tooth. tooth. Yeah. But there's something kind of fetching about it. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, you know. Oh, that was like, funny. I know what I didn't mean to say. A you know the You're rubbing off on me today. Well, I'm telling you, Lori and Julia, with producer Donnie Love on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Holly has arrived with a big wagon of dirt here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. What's up, Holly? Well, the Wells Fargo wagon is a full of dirt today. <laughs> All right, so before we move on to the big story in entertainment, which is Danny Masterson's firing from Netflix, uh, I want to report that John Mayer has been rushed to a New Orleans hospital for an emergency appetite. Appendectomy. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, owie. <laughs> I'd like your response to that. I, so John was hospitalized early this morning, according to a rep. And sources tell TMZ he is in surgery right now. Uh, John was has been touring with The Dead and Company. And they had a show scheduled for tonight in New Orleans. But that show has now been postponed. Mm. I wonder if there's like an age. Like, do you ever age out of needing to get uh, an appendectomy? No. I don't think so. Don't yeah, think so. if your appendix decides it's angry. It doesn't. It doesn't so discriminate. Weird, you just don't no. like. I can't think of anybody I know in my life recently, within I don't know, even the last ten years, who's had a, as an adult, an emergency appendectomy. I live in near constant fear that my appendix is going to burst. You do? Yes, because I because I still have one, and it just seems like a ticking time bomb. But, I don't know. But luckily, they have I don't know doctors and hospitals. Right, I mean, it's I know. not like you're going to die. Well, no, but it would hurt. I don't like pain. I'm not oh. like oh. down with that. Okay. I think you're going to be all right, Colleen. Yeah, Thanks, guys. Yeah, you're going to be just fine. Somebody who is not going to be just fine is actor Danny Masterson. He has been fired from the Netflix show The Ranch amid multiple rape allegations. Netflix denounced this this morning. They said that his last day of filming on the program took place yesterday on Monday. And four women have accused Masterson of raping them in the early 2000s. And Masterson actually has been under investigation by the LAPD and the L.A. County District Attorney's Office for just under a year. And uh, this news, interestingly enough, comes a day after the Huffington Post reported that a Netflix executive told one of Masterson's accusers on Sunday that the higher higher ups at the company don't think the allegations are credible. This happened at a soccer game mm-hmm. in the Los Angeles area, a, cho- a children's soccer game mm-hmm. where the Netflix executive served as a coach for the kids' soccer uh, uh, field. And uh, the company said that the executive was unaware at the time that the woman he was talking to was one of the alleged victims. I don't understand the story at all, because in the context of everything we know about what Netflix has done in other cases, and granted, you have to remember there's like production companies, Netflix, different organizations and how this all interacts. But Correct. why can't they just do the right thing? Right. I mean, Kevin Spacey was convicted, or not convicted, well, in a court of public opinion, certainly, but if you believe his uh, accusers, he was accused of groping. He was accused of inappropriate behavior, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, and I'm not trying to equate anything, I'm just saying he was removed and like... Like almost instantly. Just kicked to the curb uh, for groping allegations, whereas here you have a person who has been accused of rape by multiple people. Mm -hmm. Rape, which is not no small thing. Right. And 
And LAPD and, has been investigating for this for the past year. Well, you know, with this, I, I don't know. I'm just going to throw it because there's like, there's a, such a huge Scientology connection in this. Correct. Um, I believe all four, but certainly the woman who uh, confronted the Netflix executive, all of those people are Scientologists. And Danny Masterson is also a Scientologist. And th- and they and the, the woman who confronted the executive also had filed a police report in 2004 and it was basically like the LAPD kind of started to push it aside. And and the thought is that Scientology had something to do with that because in the Church of Scientology, it is against their beliefs that a person in Scientology can accuse another person in Scientology of this kind of, of violence. This kind of violence. Well, yeah. And again, like good for them, figure out, do whatever you need to not do. Meanwhile, why is Netflix still sticking behind this I, guy? Right. Especially because he's not been, he has been removed. But it, from what I read, there is still a question as to whether or not he will be allowed to produce uh, this particular show. So, like, they're willing to have him behind the scenes, right. but they don't want him out in the open. So, I just feel like this doesn't make any sense to me. But that's what I'm saying is that I think that there is some sort of Scientology connection there as well. Like, right. they might be forcing the hands of uh, somehow of Netflix, or there's some sort of relationship there that it would explain why they've been hanging on to Sure. Him. And, you know, I don't know what the belief system is of this Netflix executive and of apparently the wife of this Netflix executive sent an email to the husband of the accuser hmm. This with the line, your wife has really done a terrible thing to a great guy. I hope you know that. I'm just so sad that she did this. And she goes on and apparently she's an executive at Disney and this email was published by the man who first published that story over the weekend, Yashara Lee. He is a freelance writer. If you're not following him on Twitter and you're on Twitter, you're not doing it right. Right. So I think to your point, Bradley, there's a lot of things going on that we don't quite understand yet Mm -hmm. in the public space. A lot of Scientology related things. And Yashara Lee, who wrote the article, also says that Scientology uh, was directly responsible for not having these stories heard in a public forum. They said they've also attempted to silence Masterson's accuser, Scientology. So this is a massive and embarrassing failure for the church yeah. mm. and yeah. the network and the network yeah. too and netflix right yeah i would yeah exactly i would say also yeah mostly netflix in this case because scientology's got plenty of failures yeah <laughs> when we come back it's time to play the 30 second pop culture challenge call 651-641-1071 to play five questions 30 seconds you can win a prize on the colleen and bradley show My Talk 1071. Everything. Four R's, my friend. Reduce, reuse, recycle, Rihanna. Entertainment. Five questions, 30 seconds. You can win a prize, but only at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, and this is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who's playing today, Colleen, and what are they playing for? We've got Carrie on the line, and Holly, what's Carrie playing for today? A copy of Home Again, starring Reese Witherspoon on Blu-ray combo pack from Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Woohoo! Hi, Carrie. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. The timer will begin, Carrie, after I ask the first question. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Rich Uncle Pennybags is the mascot for what board game? 
clue. Nope. Keep guessing. Uncle Pennybags. Um, I have no idea. The movie Saving Private Ryan takes place during what conflict? World War Two. Oprah was nominated for an Oscar for her role in what film? Color Purple. Madonna kissed Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera at what award show in 2003? The VMA. What is the highest grossing movie of 2017 so far? Oh, Carrie. Okay. You know what? It was just so much fun to talk to you guys because I love you. You make my day every day. Oh, thanks, Carrie. Thanks for playing, Carrie. You can play every day at 1230. It's the 30-second pop culture challenge. We do it every single darn day. So... That question, Rich uh-huh. Uncle Pennybags, that was Monopoly. Mm-hmm. And uh, the highest grossing movie of 2017 so far, Beauty and the Beast. That's the live action the Disney classic. Tale as old as time. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if you noticed that the roads were kind of hairy today. In fact, I bet there are still people who are stuck on the roads trying to get to work right now as we speak. Um, and I know that Holly, when she was in the car today, she let her brain obsess over something. Uh, and it was the meanings of the lyrics of Taylor Swift songs. Right? Right. I listened to her album Reputation because it was available on streaming services. And so I was reading some stuff last night and I was listening closely to Taylor Swift lyrics because if there's anything that Swifties know is that she puts a lot of personal meaning into some of her lyrics. But one of the things that's difficult when you're driving the car is that you can't Google anything, right? Right. So I was basically stuck there, my hands at 10 and 2, because I'm a good and safe driver. But you can't Google anything. No, you can't Google anything. So if you're stuck on the roads right now and your brain is obsessing about something, we will Google for you. You can just ask Team Cobra. We'll be like your Alexa, right? 651-641-1071. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What are you? Uh, what are you obsessing over while you're stuck behind the wheel of the car? Bradley, you you had brought something uh, that Minnesotans have been googling. Yeah. So um, everybody's on the road, and as Colleen said, uh, you've spending you're spending a lot of time in your head. Likely. Well, we learned from a story that I saw online last week that Minnesotans spend a lot of time contemplating the following question, and that question is. Why do apples float? That, according to a regional survey, is the thing Minnesotans Google the most. Why do apples float? So perhaps some of you are out there right now actually driving around wondering, indeed, why do apples float? Which is the kind of question that Colleen suggested you give us a jingle with. 651-641-1071. We'll answer it for you. And if we answered that question... Why do apples float? We would say the following. Because did you know the answer to this? No, I don't know the answer. Why do you think apples float? Because they have a lot of air in them. Well, that's partially why. Apples can float because 25% of the their volume is air. Hmm. The more dense, the more likely you are to sink. Apples are less dense than water, so they float. Why do I think it's so weird that that is the thing that Minnesotans are most curious about? Because it is. I guess I never thought to Google that. I have other weird questions, like I'm what? sure. Um, oh, 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 oh. Like, um, oh, see, now they just don't come to my mind. But 651-641-1071, I know that one has come to Drew's mind. Hello, Drew. Drew? Yes? Hi. How's it going, love? Good. Did you? Are you stuck in traffic and you can't Google and you've got a question? I do. I um, I watched and really enjoyed the Carol Burnett 50, uh, 50th anniversary special on Sunday. 
I'm just wondering how it did in the ratings. Oh, that's a really good question. Okay, what were the ratings of the Carol Burnett special? We will Google it for you. Um, thank you. All right. Thank you for calling. Bye, Drew. Here we go from CBS. Mm-hmm. It looks like uh, the Carol Burnett special from, uh, on Sunday night drew a big audience for CBS. Uh-huh. That's the headline anyway. Yes. Uh, it says 15.2 million viewers. Uh, and so it drew a, what they call it a 1.5 rating, which means that 1.5 share of the entire audience was watching of like the available audience watching television was watching the Carol Burnett special. So, uh, and that was adults 18 to 49. Who knew? All right. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. If you've got a burning question that's been tickling your brain as you sit in traffic and can do nothing else, certainly you can't Google, nor do we want you to Google because I don't know about you. I slid right through an intersection today. Did you do that at all? No. Why did you slide through an intersection? Because it's icy out there. Um, were you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Good. I just, I'm saying you shouldn't be Googling while you're driving. Yeah, you definitely do not want to be on your phone. Yeah. So six five one six four one one zero seven one. we will be your Google for you. If you've got a question you want to know the answer to, give us a call. We'll come back after this and answer your questions on my talk one zero seven one. Previously on Jason and Alexis. Do you remember rollerblading and, and skateboarding and just holding onto the back of the truck? Oh, we couldn't afford skates in Indiana. I just put four Hot Wheels on each of my uh, feet. Yeah, I got them all fours. I put my mom taped two Hot Wheels on my knees and two on my hands. And that's Bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 1071. We know that you are probably stuck in your car somewhere because it took all of us about 100 years to get into work today. 651-641-1071. If you've got a question on your mind while you sit in traffic, we're here to answer for you. You should not be Googling. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And if you do have a question, like, for example, why do apples float? Because that is apparently what you Minnesotans want to know the most. Give us a call. Yeah, that actually is. Um, I find I found the article that uh, there are things that everybody Googles, depending on the state that they live in. And again, in Minnesota, the most Googled why do blank question mm-hmm. is why do apples float? Again, Which, again we learn never wondered has it myself, to do but... with the amount of air in an apple versus the amount of air in water. Also, there's air in water. It's kind of weird. Because huh. if there was yeah, more air. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, but do you want some other random questions? Well, or do we have some? We have on somebody on the line. Uh, let's talk to Andrew. Andrew has a random question. What have you been wondering, Andrew? Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, my question is, if the whole world is our stage, um, where does the audience Sit then. Oh, if the this is a great, you know what, world. Andrew, thank you this for asking uh, and thank you for calling. Um, it turns out that this is absolutely a question that has been asked on more than one occasion. I know this because as I typed it into Google, it comes up, it comes right up. Um, and there are apparently two possible answers to this question well, that Andrew ac- had. According to random people who, according to Morgan, who's a poet. Yeah who answered this question on May 30th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Morgan says, uh, presumably there are two possible answers in space or other planets. Assuming the world means Earth, it would logically follow that the audience sits outside of Earth. But number two is if you believe in the afterlife, it is possible that those in the afterlife are watching the play of life on Earth. That's like too, that's too much thought for me. Uh, To me, it just, you know what? Here's the thing. To me, it just means you're the you're the actor and everybody else is the audience. Um, so other questions, because that's making my brain hurt. Uh, I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Here are some random questions okay. for you, Colleen. Okay, okay, um, In Minnesota, you know, I said in Minnesota, it's why do apples float? Mm-hmm. Um, in Indiana, do you know what the most randomly generated question is? Again, these might be some of the things people are thinking about as they're driving to work today. Mm-hmm. Why do my boobs hurt? Are you serious? That is the most Googled why do question in Indiana. Do you know what okay, the wait, most... Okay, while you're doing that, okay. I just, I'm just i going to just Google why do so many people's boobs hurt in Indiana? Why do people's boobs why hurt Why do Indiana? so many people's boobs hurt in Indiana? It kind of reminds me of that old song, Why Do Birds Sing So Gay? Right. Um, yeah, there's really no reason why in Indiana in their Michigan, boobs hurt more than anybody the, else's. The most Googled why do question, why do I have diarrhea? <laughs> so apparently there's a lot of issues in Michigan. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why do apples float Minnesota? Wait a minute. Michigan, Flint. I'm just saying. Oh, oof. Oh, Sorry oh, about so it, you guys. Oh, I know. Oh, I was gonna make a cha 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 joke. Don't do it. Sorry. I just, I just ruined your chances. Sorry um, about it. In Min- or uh, in Wisconsin, our neighbors in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. why do fireflies glow? Oh, what's the answer to that one? I'd be curious. I'm assuming because they have six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you've got a, a random question that you've been dying to know the answer to and you're on the road, you can't Google. We'll help you because it's icy out there. Two hands on the on the wheel. Um, what is the answer to that? Fireflies produce a chemical reaction inside their bodies that allows them to light up this light type of light production is called bioluminescence. Oh. Let's go to Bob. Bob is on the line and Bob has a question that he would would like our help with. Hi, Bob. Hey, good morning. Good, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes. If uh, there's two of every animal on the ark, mm-hmm. and there's only Noah and his kids and their wives, how'd they shovel all the poop off the ark? Oh. Such a good question. God, people are getting real thoughtful. Oh, thanks, Bob, I mean, uh, for your lots question. Of shovels? Or maybe they had um, poop doors. I think they just left the. I just think they just left it on there. Don't you think that would be a lot of poop? I mean, isn't there like a poop deck on a. Yeah, but it's not, it has swabbing? nothing to do with actual poop. Why is it called the poop deck then? Because the word poop doesn't. Maybe we should mean Google poop. that. Okay, you. Okay, you guys work on why is it called the poop deck, and I'll work on the, the question uh, about on Noah's Ark. Where did the poop go? Uh, this is such a good question. Um, this is I something can, people have asked. I can tell you, a poop deck is a deck that forms the roof of a cabin built in the rear. 
or aft part of is the superstructure why? of a ship. Here is something. Some say that the poop deck got its name from sailors who would drop trow from the rear of the ship. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. that sounds like one of those explanations, though, to be honest. Um, kind of like who invented the toilet? Thomas Crapper. <laughs> who invented the bra? Otto Titzling. <laughs> <laughs> Are those not true? Mm, no. Oh, the toilet one isn't. I like. Okay. I do want. Uh, I, I apparently there was a solution for poo on Noah's Ark. Um, that is far more than I could even mention. It takes a long time, but they they had thought about that. Let's just say that they they thought when they built the ark, they figured out the poo situation. Um, Otto Titzling, by the way, is uh, described as the inventor of the brassiere in the 1971 book "Bust Up: The Uplifting Tale of Otto Titzling." Uh, I really think that that was that's a, a real fictional, story. Fictional character. Oh. Sorry, man. I mean, it's too good to be true. Your name cannot be Otto Titzling. Okay, let's go to Lafondo, who's on the line with a question. Hello, what is your random uh, question that we can help you with? Why are there no famous chads? Um, I disagree. Hanging chad. Thank you, by the way, Lafondo. Why are there no famous chads? Wasn't there, um, isn't there, oh, hold on, Chad Lowe. That's Who's a Chad famous Lowe? Chad. Chad Lowe is the brother of Rob Lowe. First husband of Hillary, Hillary Swank. Swank. Yeah, there's a famous Chad right there for you. So, uh, I mean, I don't mean to say that that was a dumb there's question, like, but that was a dumb question. Yeah, but there's <laughs> not really like um, How about A-list celebrities named Chad. Chad Kroger. Uh-huh. Nobody knows who From that is. Nickelback. Yes. Yeah, but again, Nickelback. We're talking real celebrities How here. How about Chad Michael, Michael Murray? Murray. Who yes. Is that? He's on, Chad Michael Murray is like um what was what was the TV show Probably was on musician. not on the UPN Hill. thank you One Tree Hill I was going to say it's like a teen coming of age like Again, one of those things that I should Chad be watching Chad Michael Murray is no you know Chad Allen who's that Or wait no that's not his name Chad Ocho Cinco Again uh-huh. I mean I feel like he made his point You guys are just proving it um, Chad Allen was the TV actor the- who was in the TV show. Oh gosh, with Deidre Hall and Wilford Brimley. Oh, our, not our house. Is that what it was called? Oh man, hold on. I'm gonna find it out for you because I that is a show I'd like to watch in uh in reruns. Yeah, like again, there are some famous people or people who've done famous things named Chad, but there's no like a list celebrities named Chad. Somebody of, brought up the point of 60s singing duo Chad and Jeremy. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Right. See? Now you're digging See? beyond deep. Okay. The TV show that I was just trying to dig for is called Our House. It was on in 1986. It starred Deidre Hall, Wilford Brimley. Um, Shannon Doherty was also in it. Chad Allen, who I mentioned. It was only on... For a couple seasons, um, and it was on NBC, two seasons. From and what's Chad Allen doing now? He was, he, oh, okay. You want to know? Yeah. I'm on his Wikipedia page. Oh, okay. Um, Ooh, what's that? Okay. He's a three-time Young Artist Award winner and a Glad Media Award honoree. Mm. He was a teen idol during the Oscar? late 1980s. He played David Any? Witherspoon on Our House. He I was also on My is. Two Dads. I mean, where's that show? He was also on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Where's that show? I mean, they're old, but come on. The dustbin of history. I also <sighs> want to add that B. Arthur stormed into my side of the studio and said, what about Chad Everett? I don't know who that is. 
I mean, seriously, you guys, this is laughable at this point. He starred in the show Medical Center, which was on CBS from 1969 okay. to 1976. Okay. No, 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 right. no, 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 no. Nobody knows who that is. I feel is. like we were being trolled with that question. Why are there no famous people named Chad? Because is that there like are. a like? Is there a president, Chad? Is there a you have to be a president Senator to be Chad? Probably. Is there a um, Pope Chad? No. No. But there's not really any other popes, you know, other than like, you uh, know, I'm waiting. the Johns and stuff. Okay. <laughs> wow. I think you've lost this. And uh, the Chad Chads. Taylor is a politician. He's a senator. <laughs> senator named Chad. I'm just responding to your questions, Bradley. Mm-hmm. I think his general point was that you don't know any really famous people named Chad. Well, you know what I would say? And I then? would agree with that. I would say that that is an opportunity for Chad's. Why do men have nipples? Um, be- I don't know. Why? Tell me. Well, I thought you were going to Google it. Oh, I thought you already did. No. Oh, I thought you had the answer. No. Okay, well, do you want me to BS it while you Google yeah, it? tell me why men have nipples. I think that men have nipples because... Okay, how do I explain this? Scientifically, um, men and women are the same until one part of the um, process of becoming a person. And that's when you grow the thing downstairs or you don't grow that thing. But the nipples were always there. No? I think I should really sense. be a science you know teacher. What, you know what's true about that, though, is this one I always love telling people that you're um, so guys, you know, they have um, the twigs and the berries. Mm-hmm. OK, well, the berries are actually um, they're female parts that then turn into male parts. Mm-hmm. So is the twig. Yeah. But specifically, men, you can do this at home. It's a home uh, experience where you can see this to be true because the berries, you know, uh, were separate and then they close together mm-hmm. around the thing that allows them to create human life mm-hmm. and there's a seam that's what i'm trying to tell you is that th- that women and men are exactly the same mm-hmm. until one part of uh, gestation when you decide yeah. what which way you're gonna go and that's yeah, why so men you can have nipples. do this you can do this at home yeah they talked about it that in jurassic park which See, i watched oh, the other night good good let's go to katie katie has decided to join this very strange party hi katie what did you want? Did you have a question you wanted to ask? Yeah, I live on the other side of the river and just wondering what Wisconsin's most Googled question is. Oh, that's a Thank very good asking. question. Why do fireflies glow? That was the question that Minnesota mm-hmm. or, uh, Wisconsinites had. Yes. Over in uh, Iowa, why do cats need? That is K-N-E-E-D. Oh, that's a good question. Again, in Michigan, why do I have diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be back after this on Colleen and Bradley on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. Rock, flag, and eagle. Entertainment.